0: I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are listening to music composed by trumpeter, composer, and director of the Chicago Jazz Philharmonic, Orbert Davis. It is part of his latest composition, Women Out of Time, Tribute to three songwriters: Lil Hardin Armstrong, Mary Lou Williams, and Nina Simone. Now you can hear this composition in all of its glory this Saturday at the K Ryan Art Center in the Austin neighborhood. But today we're going to give you a sneak peek. Composer Orbert Davis joins us now in the studio. Welcome to Reset. Thank you, Sasha. So good to see you. I'm so folks might not be familiar with all of the women I just mentioned. Uh, so I want you to start off by telling us a little bit about Lil Hardin Armstrong, who oh, was
1: from Chicago. Well, the last name kind of tells it all. Last <laughs> name. Uh, she married Louis Armstrong. Yes. Uh, but she was amazing in the fact that she was a classically trained pianist who actually worked in a music store when the day when people used to buy sheet music. And she, her job was to play the sheet music so people could hear them. And but in the night at night she played uh, with um, King Oliver's band, and he's the mentor who brought Louis Louis Armstrong to Chicago. So of course it's a very very long story, but they fell in love, and she is responsible for Louis Armstrong being the the personality and the the genius that he would be to become.
0: Yeah, uh, Mary Lou Williams another artist featured in your new composition, you've said that she was one of the bridges between swing and bebop. Absolutely. How so?
1: Well, many people think uh, that the history of music, like in terms of like classical music, that it's hundreds of years, but jazz sort of happened in, in inside of a, an incubator. And so many of her contemporaries, um, Duke Ellington from the swing era, but also Dizzy Gillespie and Charlie Parker from the bebop era, and she was a mentor to them all. And she wrote compositions for them, and simply hung out with them. There's there's many stories of uh, the bebop giants meeting in her living room and having these amazing conversations. I wish I were there.
0: Mm. How did you settle on these three women?
1: Partly because um, I, I've um, in in a sort of a past life, I was a, a university professor. And I taught jazz history, and, and just loved every second of teaching that class. And I would focus on not only the aspect of of students learning who played what instrument and what what's their main uh, contribution, but I would talk about the untold stories. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that these three women had such a significant role in the history of jazz, not just because of their their performance, but their compositions. And so we wanted to bring light to that. Of course, this being Black History Month, and also with our relationship with the K-Rine uh, Theater, yes. you know, bringing it to the neighborhood.
0: Yeah, well, the third artist that you're emulating in these pieces is Nina Simone. Wow. She was a classical pianist before she got into singing. Yeah. How did that help her versatility as a singer songwriter?
1: Well, the, the story goes that she didn't want to do it at first. You know, the, I think the club owner said, we need you to sing. She's like, no, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a serious piano player, but right. you know, it's, it's, you know, it's about entertainment at the same time. Yeah, I found
0: that piece interesting Um, in in the story that's written about you up online now at WBEZ.org, where, similar to what you're you're illustrating, back then women were practically sort of steered away from being instrumentalists. Exactly. In her case, they sort of pushed her to pivot to singing instead.
1: Yeah, and that's sort of the connection with all three of our artists. Mary Lou Williams also played piano, as well as Lil Hardin Armstrong, but we generally don't hear much about that today.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to play some more music. Why don't we jump into Solitude
1: from your project? One of
0: my favorite. (laughs) So what are we listening to now, Orbert? This is Mary Lou Williams. Well, it's said? actually Duke
1: Ellington's composition uh, "Solitude," but I have to check my books. Maybe Mary Lou had something to do with the composition because mm. I knew I do know that there was a while when there was the the uh, the uh, performers' rights strike, where uh, Louis Arm—I'm sorry—where um, Duke Ellington used other composers like Billy Strayhorn and Mary Lou Williams to compose music.
0: Yeah, and the music that you've composed for the Philharmonic. I mean, these aren't just covers of the artist's work, right? You you we, ha, talk about how you weave each of their styles together.
1: Oh, sure. It's it's they're actually more arrangements because the, the compositions are written, and I actually uh, also have a part of my com- composing t- team is our pianist Leandro Lopez Vade. So he contributed. But if we look at the that the intersection between jazz and classical, where most of the music is composed, but there's a strong element of improvisation, so we use that exclusively Extensively mm. on the stage, we had our first rehearsal last night, and I just tell the guys, ah, we're not going to worry about that. We'll just we'll take care of that on the stage. You know, it's just let let the moment happen.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and this isn't the first time that you've you've played and sort of paid homage to these fantastic artists, right?
1: This is the first time. Um, I, of course, I've played many of um, uh, Little Hardin Armstrong's pieces that she wrote for Louis, Louis Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, but um, I think yeah, this is the first time. Talking
0: about all this musicianship, I can't help but uh, notice <laughs> you have got in front of you here in the studio a trumpet.
1: Yes, you just happen to walk around with that thing. It's it, it's a prop, you know. <laughs> I, I I have a face for radio, but uh, it just sort of oh, says, uh, "Oh, stop!" This is who I am. <laughs> Do you want to play something for us? You know, I, I I was thinking while driving in about this the intersection of. Um, what I just said about jazz and classical, and that what I do as a composer is save the moment for the stage. The great thing about jazz is that that once it's spontaneously composed by the musician, it's it's really gone unless it's recorded. Mm. So I was just thinking. So like if I if I would say, well, "How do I feel today?" I feel pretty good. Uh, I think kind of a happy blues would be the soundtrack for that moment. Nice. So Let's hope- hear it. Mm-hmm.
0: Incredible. Thank you. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we are talking with Orbert Davis, trumpeter, composer, and director of the Chicago Jazz Philharmonic. Now, the group's latest composition is honoring the work of Mary Lou Williams, Nina Simone, and Chicago's own Lil Hardin Armstrong. So, you're playing in the group too. You're playing trumpet, of course, Orbert. I mean, how does playing an instrument impact how you compose? Oh, my
1: goodness. I, I. I kind of consider myself a classical composer living in a jazz world or a jazz musician who's classically trained. But for me, there, are I, I agree the dividing lines. So I, I don't necessarily think classical one moment or think musicians in one, one moment. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as composition, spontaneous composition is as equal to uh, written out composition for me. It's just a process of time. You know, so, and i'm I'm getting old, so I've been doing this a very, very long time. So I'm just honored that the work I do now is sort of a combination of what I've been trained to do my whole life.
0: Let's listen to some more music. Here's brewing the toxic stew. Oh, this is deep. <laughs> one bringing to
1: mind for you oh my goodness this actually is a piece that i composed called the um the lost panoramas based on the the chicago river it's the reversing of the chicago river and uh if we know their history back uh, in the early um, 1900s all of our waste and human waste and toxic um, waste went into the into lake michigan so that's why the river was reversed Mm -hmm. so this is the second movement of, of the suite um that Basically, I I had to write a piece that describes how the the lake smelled, and so it's a it's a it's it's everything. And oh. in in the middle of the piece where the the um and this is actually the full sixty five piece Chicago Jazz Philharmonic, in the middle of the piece where the development happens, it's it's very busy.
0: Ooh, <laughs> you know? I can imagine.
1: Very busy. But I I just and it's based on a book by Rich Cahan and Michael Williams called The Lost Panoramas. Ah, I
0: love it, and. uh you're premiering this composition, this new composition in Austin, mm-hmm. and the tickets are starting off at $1. All Robert.
1: the tickets are officially $1.
0: They're officially $1. Sounds very intentional.
1: Oh, it's absolutely Talk about that. Well, we we, we didn't want to make them for free because we felt that people wouldn't necessarily value it <laughs> as much as... They, you got to put some skin in the game. Uh, but the thing is, we, we we perform many times at the Auditorium Theater where our ticket prices are... $50, $75. So if we take it into the neighborhood, which is intentional, this beautiful auditorium on the west side of Chicago, it's not fair to say, hey, come hear us, but it's going to cost $50. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we, we are all about community. We're all about what do we do to change the world. And so in order to get people there, we make it accessible for everybody. But what we've discovered, this being our fifth or sixth concert there, is that those who want to give more are welcome to give more, and they do. Yeah, yeah, and our funders that. funders love it because you know we we stick it to them. We say, hey, you want to build community? We're building community. Let's do it together.
0: That's a great, great strategy there. And the Philharmonic mm-hmm. is turning 20, I, 20 I years old this year. I mean, how does it feel when you look back and you see all the things that you've accomplished with this group?
1: You know, it's funny. I, I never look back in terms of accomplishments because it's still it's extremely difficult. What we do, we're the we're one of two third-stream orchestras, professional third-stream orchestras in the entire world. So it's hard for people to grasp it, to say, is it jazz? Is it classical? And once it's experienced, it's a yes, it is both. But we've been very blessed, very fortunate to, to do many performances around Chicago, and we're hoping to take it around the world.
0: We'll leave it there. Orbert Davis is a trumpeter, composer, and director of the Chicago Jazz Philharmonic. You can catch his latest show, Women Out of Time, this Saturday at the K. Ryan Center of the Arts. Tickets started, Tickets are, <laughs> <laughs> they don't just start, they are $1. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us, Thank Orbert. Thank you so much, Sasha. So glad you brought your trumpet. Read more about Orbert and his composition at WBEZ.org. And why don't we go out with another song, uh, El Moreno. Yes.
1: From sketches of screen. <laughs>